Good morning, RFL fans, and welcome to episode 14 of the 307 Film Room with your host, Mitchell O'Brien. I realize this episode's coming out late, but there's honestly not that much to talk about. And last night I hopped in the bo- I hopped into VC with the boys and had a great time, so instead of recording the podcast, I did that, and I don't regret it. But moving on to the first game, which was the Big Ten Championship, it was number 14, Minnesota taking on number 15, Iowa, as... Minnesota comes out victorious, twenty-six to seventeen over the Iowa Hawkeyes. As Carson Kershaw had a one twenty-six point five QBR, completed eighty percent of his passes for two hundred seventy-one yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Bloomgram had eight catches for eighty-six yards, and Logan Russell had ten tackles, one TFL, and a pass deflection. Heading to the, the Iowa sideline, Kirk Peterson had a 78.2 QBR, completing 61% of his passes for 175 yards, one touchdown, one interception. While on the ground, Kirk Peterson also established 89 yards on 11 carries. He was able to find the end zone for six. Cleo Markman had a quiet quiet game as he just had 15 carries for 76 yards, while Lucas Butler had six catches for 55 and a touchdown. Heading to the ACC championship, where my where Miami just couldn't find a strive as they lose forty one to seven to Clemson. As Brent Fecky had a near perfect QBR, as they had one fifty two point one QBR, three hundred and fifty five yards, eighty two percent completion, three touchdowns. He also ran four times for twenty two yards. But the star of the show was Marlon Marshall, as he had his biggest workload. Of the season with 34 carries, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Joey Ann Lentner hauled in five catches for 94 yards and a touchdown on Lita Losa's head. Uh, Michael Rochester had five catches for 87 yards. <coughs> um, on Miami side of the ball, DJ White. Returned to his old ways. He has he had just a forty six point four QBR, one hundred sixty four yards, forty six percent completion, one touchdown, two interceptions, and Amir Williams just had forty three yards on thirteen carries as the Clemson defense overwhelmed the Miami O line. Receiving Andre Rose hauled in seven catches for one hundred five yards, while Deshaun Jones had six catches, forty five yards, and a touchdown. And on the defensive side of the ball, D uh, D uh, TJ Metcalf had eight tackles and two sacks. Uh, for the Pac-12, USC falls to UCLA in their rematch as UCLA comes out victorious 27-14 over the Trojans. Uh, Jace Worth had just a 62.9 QPR, 143 yards through the air, 65% completion and a touchdown. Uh, nine, and he also carried the ball nine times for 58 yards and scored a touchdown. When, when you have a back having a career night like Coleman did, there's really no need to pass as Matthew Holman at 25 yards, had not 25 yards, 25 carries for 162 yards and a touchdown. The leading receiver had just three catches for 38 yards, and that being Jacob Jake Newhall. And defensively, Juice Adams had eight tackles, one TFL, one fumble recovery, and a touchdown. Become the first player in the college series on the defensive side of the ball to have bingo completing every single defensive category on the sheet. On the Trojan side of the ball, Anthony Gonzalez had 73% completion, uh, 70 
no, 73.4 QBR, 253 yards, and 54% completion. He also threw a touchdown, but did throw an interception and fumbled twice on the ground, inevitably won them going to the house for sacks. Shakari Torres had 21 carries for 86 yards, and Chad Boy Bully Jack, a.k.a. Big Cheese, had six catches for 99 yards, and Dorian Cope had five catches for uh, 54 yards, while Jeffrey Colvin had 14 tackles and one TFL. Big 12 championship was Oklahoma taking on number nine, Baylor, as Baylor comes out victorious in a close one, 17-14 over the Sooners. Tyler Mall had a 97.5 QBR, 324 yards, 78% completion, one touchdown, one interception. Well, the ground game was not to be found as, as Cody Carter had 18 carries for 33 yards, but did get a touchdown. As Brandon Jones was the main focus point of the offense, as well as Ty Gooden, as Jones hauled in four catches for 98 yards, and Ty Gooden had 10 catches for 95. Samuel Stubbs had eight, eight tackles, one TFL, and a pass deflection. Now heading to the Sooner sideline, Daryl Johnson had a 92.8 QBR, 217 yards, 65% completion, two touchdowns, one interception. DJ also rushed 11 times for 89 yards, and Dawson Banks held in uh, four catches for 66. Now looking at the SEC Championship, where Georgia took on number one, Georgia took on number two, Alabama, as Georgia comes out victorious 25 to 20 over Georgia. I mean, over Alabama. Cash Kai had an 86.9 QBR, 194 yards, 65% completion, one touchdown. Well, on the ground, Cam Perkins had 25 carries for 120 yards and a touchdown. Brock Mellon had four catches for 60 yards, and Tyler Simpson held in four catches for 57. Samar Scruggs had seven tackles and two TFLs. Jake McCall had 110.9 QBR. Uh, 283 yards passing, 69% completion, two, uh, three touchdowns. Pablo Frederick called in 108 eight yards and eight catches, and Brandon had six for 69 and one touchdown. Heading to the top 25, we have Georgia, Alabama, USC, and for the final and most important spot, Clemson makes it in over Auburn for the final playoff spot. Uh, coming in number five was Auburn, and then Baylor, Oklahoma, UCLA, Miami, Minnesota, UCLA, uh, LSU, uh, Florida State, Iowa, West Virginia, Florida, uh, Oregon, Oklahoma State, Penn State, Wisconsin, Michigan, Texas, Washington, Nebraska, Ohio State, and Michigan. No, Michigan State. So that's your top 25, 1, Georgia, 2, Alabama, 3, USC, 4, Clemson, 5, Auburn, 6, Baylor, 7, Oklahoma, 8, UCLA, 9, Miami, 10, uh, Minnesota, 11, LSU, 12, uh, Florida State, 13, Iowa, 14, West Virginia, 15, Florida, 16, Oregon, 17, Oklahoma State, 18, Penn State, 19, Wisconsin, 20, Michigan, 21, Texas, 22, Washington, 23, Nebraska, 24, uh, Ohio State, and 25, Michigan State. Heading to the bowl games, where the 
uh, where the first two bowl games would be the Cheese Bowl, which was played last night at 6 p.m. at obviously on the 10th, as that was number 17, Oklahoma State, taking on number 12, Florida State. Oklahoma State comes out victorious in that game, <clears throat> winning by 14. Uh, what was the score? It was 31 to... 31 to 17. 31 to 17. Uh, so that, that was that was a great game for the Cheese Bowl. And then the second bowl, the second game, which would be the Texas Bowl, as number 21 Texas took on number 20 Michigan last night at 8 p.m. And that was an excellent game as Texas made a second half comeback. But inevitably, Michigan won on the Hell Mary, since apparently I can't call it a Half Mary because it was called a Hail Mary. So, yeah. So, Michigan wins on a Hail Mary to uh, Eubanks. A lot of sketchy stuff went down the end zone that we don't want to talk about, but that's, that's for the Discord to know and outsiders to find out. So, heading to the next game, next two games, which we played tonight at 6 p.m. We'll have number 10 Minnesota taking on number 8 UCLA, and that's going to be for the Rose Bowl, and I'm going to go with my Gophers. Uh, winning this game and Logan Russell riding off into the sunset with a rose in his mouth and as he looks to get drafted. Uh, and the second game of the night will be the Alamo Bowl as number 22 Washington takes on number 14 uh, West Virginia. And I'm going to be going with Washington and the Little Roman as uh, he looks to bounce back after his performance against uh, Washington State in the Apple Cup. Uh, the next game is the Citrus Bowl, uh, number 15, Florida, taking on number 13, Iowa. That will be taking place on Saturday, 6 p.m., December 12th. And I'll be taking Iowa and KP and uh, CM. Yeah, CM. And the second game of the night is the Red Box Bowl, where Bill's Wisconsin Badgers at number 19 take on uh, the Oregon Ducks, who are number 16 in the country. And that'll be at 8 p.m. Uh, tomorrow, December 12th. The Orange Bowl, uh, where it's a rematch of week one, as LSU takes on Miami. Number, L number 11 LSU takes on number 9 Miami. That'll be at 6 p.m. December 13th on Sunday. Uh, and the Con Bowl, number 18, Penn State, takes on number 7, Oklahoma, at 8 p.m. December 13th. The Sugar Bowl, which is uh, a battle of the guys who just missed out in the playoffs. Number 6, Baylor, takes on number 5, Auburn, Monday at 8 p.m. Pretty sure that'll be dual commentary, so that'll be a fun one. And then the two semifinal games, which will be taking place next weekend. As number four, Clemson takes on number one, Georgia. Uh, that'll be taking place Sunday at 8 p.m., December 19th. Uh, once again, probably be dual commentary. And the Fiesta Bowl, number three, USC taking on number two, Alabama, Monday night, 8 p.m., December 20th. And dual, that'll be dual commentary. Now, going to the question period, this is a very quick podcast as there wasn't much content to cover as it was just the five championship games, looking at the top 25 for what it is. 
And then looking at the bowl game. So, yeah, for the first question comes in from Jakari. Do you think USC's offense and defense can lock up in this upcoming game? Uh, I don't know. You guys are playing Alabama, so it's going to be tough. But uh, Tyree Bridges and Deshaun Bass versus uh, Braden Dunn and Pablo Frederick. That's going to be a great battle right there, honestly. And then... Gonzalez versus McCall. I'm going to take McCall on that. And since Najee Harris just don't play right in this mod, I'll take Jakari over over them. So, Chief Pavo and Dunn, great, great four wide receivers to scout in this game. So, no cons out of, coming out of that. Uh, next question comes from Chrome. What is your prediction on the Sugar Bowl? Which offense do you think will play well in this matchup? Uh, Baylor versus Auburn. Uh, this is tough to say because Auburn's Auburn's offense is good at times, but also can be can go stale, and that's very much the same for Baylor. And both both defenses are great, but the bad news Bears having an excellent defense, and Auburn's base defense just seems to uh, put put boys in place. So, like, this one would be tough to say, but. I'll go with Baylor. I think Winkleman will will be able to top over whoever Auburn's corners are. I know Igbenogamy is out there, and I can't think of their other corner, but Jake, Jake Winkleman's got to show up one last time in his college career, so maybe he'll be against Auburn in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, next question comes from QPOC, a.k.a. Laquavius Machiavelli. What college teams do you think will have the most players drafted in the first round? Well, going off of pure numbers of submitted prospects at these programs, it's either Miami or Baylor. But I'm probably gonna go, probably gonna go with Baylor, as there's uh, let's see, one, two, three. There's one, two, three. Yeah, I guess there's just the th- three on. Can't think of the other ones, but yeah, there's at least three first round, at least three first rounders on that team, and then Miami they have one, two, three, uh, one, two, three, none there, none there. Yeah, I'll go. I think Miami. I think Miami will have four players go in the first round, and Baylor will probably have three. So, not as many as as you would hope, as there's uh, 22 prospects in Miami and, like, 14 or 15 at Baylor. So, uh, next question comes from Matthew Holman. What do you expect to see in these bowl games? Uh, out of these two first bowl games that I've seen, uh, what do I expect? A lot of uh, exciting... Uh, Action as these offenses have come alive, the defenses are playing great. So, what do I expect? A lot of uh, a lot of good, uh, good hard nosed football as players play their last time in college. So, yeah. Next question comes from Blair. Blair, Blue Barry Hill. What upcoming rookies are you most excited for? Uh, well, I'm going to obviously assume it's about this draft class. So, 
see how where how and where Jermaine Taylor goes. Daryl Johnson, McCall, and Cash, where those three go. Uh, where Perkins and Amir go. Those two are a very interesting duo. The Braun Baller and and Winkleman and LeCavalier and Q. I'm all interested to see where those players go. Secondary-wise, Zamar and Lido, Stubbs and King and Polk. Uh, linebackers, Reed, Russell, Fowler, uh... Yarman, Justin Yarman, boys, oh boys, that guy's underrated, like, it's very, it's a very understated thing, but, like, go watch the game he played against Nebraska, that game was absurd, uh, yeah, so, defensive line, I don't know, for, Steve Forbes, uh, August Beller, Metcalf, Cruz, O-line, Hawk, uh, Brooks, uh, Lewis, uh, no tight ends really, uh, get me going, but, I don't know, Brady Barrowman, 6'7", so that's, he's a pretty tall tight end. Uh, next question comes from Amir, key players in the Orange Bowl. Well, as I listen to Chris Paul talk about how he wants to decapitate, uh, Chris Braun, I'm gonna go, uh, Chris Braun versus, uh, Chris Braun versus Loso and Polk. As those two will uh, try to keep keep Braun quiet. Uh, Miami's wide receivers aren't like nothing that like makes me jump up for joy. So no offense to you, to you guys, but uh, I don't know. I want to see how Kelly Trent play it. Not Kelly. Yeah, no Kelly. Kelly Trent. He's I call him Sleepy Hollow because uh, depth chart error made him miss a couple games, but. Boy seems good when he plays, so that might be an underrated, underrated pick later in in the drafts, just because of uh, mod error. So I like Sleepy Hollow. Uh, linebacker, uh, the linebacker duo of uh, Hardy and Best. Those two are good linebackers, but Best versus uh, Galil Grayson. Shout out to him. Uh, yeah, so. Oh, DNs, Metcalf, and Powers. Haven't seen those guys duel against each other. Uh, next question comes from Holman. Key matchups in the Rose Bowl. Uh, honestly, it's just gonna be honestly the quarterback play. Like you're gonna you're gonna cook on the ground, Holman. Minnesota's gonna try to stop you. If they do, they do. If they don't, they don't. Simple as that. Uh, but probably the quarterback play. If Kershaw can play well and uh, dot up uh, UCLA's secondary, and if Jace Worth can like keep the ball in his hands, like really the key to this game is who can have the least amount of turnovers. Next question comes from uh, Mr. John Fowler. Key plays in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, quarterback play again. Uh, Team All versus Javon Warren. Who can who can play the better game? Next question comes from Jaden Romanelli. Best players who are projected mid to late rounds. Uh, I'll have to get into that into another podcast. I'll have to put an asterisk beside that. Uh, next question is also from Romanelli. Key players in the Alamo Bowl. And that's as simple as that. It's uh, Jan Romanelli and Leo Moon. Best quarterback wins. So, 
Uh, yeah, because Washington doesn't have any defensive players. No, no, LeCavalier and uh, Aiden Davis. Th those two could be a good matchup, but it's really a battle of uh, the bronze, no pun intended. Well, this was this has been a very short episode, about 20 minutes less than a normal episode, but there wasn't much content to discuss. But, you know, I'll be back next week to discuss uh, the 11... The 11? The 9 bowl games. Or however many bowl games there is. Nine, nine, nine games playing this this weekend. So I'll be back to discuss those. Uh, I think awards are coming uh, next week. So I'll be talking about those. Yeah, so I hope everyone has a great uh, Friday. Friday, And I'll see you guys tonight at the Rose Bowl and the Alamo Bowl. Peace out.